Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast uh, serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you guys for joining us today. We hope you're having a great day. My name is Daniel Rota. I'll be your host for today's episode, and with me I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing, Father? I'm, I'm pretty good this morning. Um, yeah, it's a good morning. It's raining today, so the rain is good. It's kind of like I was walking the other day through the Piedmont neighborhood and stuff and, and then up the big hill coming up Piedmont Avenue, and there's so much dirt from the winter yeah. on the sidewalks and on the streets, so this rain's going to help start to wash that away, which is nice. So, so yeah, good rain this morning, and um, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? How are you handing uh, you old stay at home and oh, uh, you and you and Adam ready to kill each other? You and your roommate? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, honest answer. Not yet. <laughs> uh, no, it's it, it, it's been good. I, I think it's because uh, he um, he was kind of stay at home for like a week before um, I was, so he was kind of already stir crazy by the time that I was like there and so then I think it was good because we were just like it's like you know could like take a break come out of our like you know made like homemade offices and just like <laughs> have a little like vent session and go back <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice uh I think uh just to be there but I mean yeah it's definitely there's some times I'm just getting like okay I need to just walk outside or you know yeah do something yeah that's so important I mean I've had a, I've had a couple days here where i haven't really gone outside yeah but you know for long periods of time in terms of hours you know mm-hmm. and then realizing like okay i've got to go outside even if it's just to walk one day i just I just walked around the parking lot yeah you know because i didn't feel like going anywhere or whatever actually i wanted to go for a bike ride but my bike's not here um i forgot it uh in cross lake uh back in the fall uh, at some friend's house and so uh anyway so i just walked around the parking lot yeah so but it's amazing what that does for you, you know, even if you can just go sit out on the porch or something, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah, I think one of the big things that I'm trying to, um, or kind of realizing is trying to have, like, some sort of, like, routine or schedule. That's that's kind of been big. And I kind of notice when I when I do it or when I don't do it because the days, yeah. I think, go smoother. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there's some days, like, like it's like, what, what day is it? You know, because even with the weekend, it doesn't really feel different to a certain extent yep. you know because i'm still just at home yep. and so uh be honest i try to have like some routine of like getting up at the right time and uh you know like working out getting just some, some of that kind of stuff on um, more of like a routine aspect has been has been good when i've done it <laughs> <laughs> which probably most people are saying yeah. that same thing yeah. like that's really good when i do it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so i we had good news in our family this week um my uh, my sister had her baby yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations, yeah, little to Jeremiah, her. Jeremiah Anthony, um, healthy baby boy, and so uh, it's like seven pounds nine ounces or something like that, twenty inches. So everybody's doing well. I video uh, conference chatted them uh, last night, so it was good to see them and see the little one. And uh, mom and dad were heading to Hibbing to see to watch their kids because um, Kelsey's got five other little ones, so um, they went there to babysit here for a few days um i was joking with kelsey i said how many nights do you get in the hospital she said i think we can stay for three i said you're gonna take them all and she just kind of <laughs> smiled at me like yeah maybe <laughs> i was like do it <laughs> your kids will be fine enjoy the peace and quiet and the help you know <laughs> yeah um so yeah so that's exciting and then my other sister michelle announced 
last yeah last week uh, that um they're expecting again, um, which is a, a beautiful story because they for nine years of marriage tried. I mean, they they had tried, and every month there was a heartbreak. Um, and I think it was for about nine years. Um, wow. And then they they worked with the St. Uh, St. Paul the Sixth Institute down in Omaha. Um, it's a Catholic fertility hospital, and uh, figured out what was going on. Um, and um, this is going to be their fourth child now. And you know, each child they've they've had to go through different processes of just figuring out their fertility and and the fertility issues that they that they have but in an ethical and, and beautiful way they've been able to conceive four kids and um so we're super excited about it uh, my sister posted this video on facebook and actually she sent it to us first and it's just hilarious because you know they tell the kids and the kids all react differently but little becca who's becca's like three now or something you know so she got like baby yeah and mom michelle says yeah there's a baby in mommy's belly you know so Becca comes up to her and starts lifting up her shirt. I want to see. Show me the baby. Show me the baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> so cute and innocent and beautiful. Uh, so it's been a it's been a joyful week as a family on those on those fronts. So some good yeah. news on our, our in our yeah. worlds. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, life goes on in the midst of this. Right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, well, do you want to open us with a prayer? Yeah, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you today and as we enter this Holy Week and the Sacred Triduum and celebrate the mystery of our salvation that you at the Last Supper instituted the priesthood and the Eucharist for our um, ability to be able to walk into uh, and, and share in your crucifixion and your death that we might share in the beauty of the resurrection. Lord, as we approach uh, these days ahead, we ask that in your mercy you would pour forth the grace for us to be able to enter into it and allow you to, to be close to us, especially in such a unique and historic time, Lord. Lord, we trust in you and we know that whatever you're working out in the midst of all these world events, that, that you have our good in mind and that you love us in the midst of this and that you know for certain where it leads. And so, Lord, this... This week we lean into your mercy and your love, to the mystery that you want to save us. Lord, we ask for your divine mercy to be upon us and that we might approach your, your divine mercy, your loving heart, with the utmost humility and purity and, and love. Mother Mary, as we enter into this, these days ahead and this week ahead, we ask for your intercession and your prayers. We pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Father. You're welcome. Um, well, uh, you know, believe it or not, it's Holy Week. I know. Who knew? Who knew? It's, um, yeah, it's quite a, uh, it doesn't, it, it, it feels like Holy Week, but not quite. Um, because we, it's just... There's nothing going on here, <laughs> yeah. other than just planning for masses without people, you know, and that's just yeah. super weird. So, but yeah, it's Holy Week. Uh, you know, we're gonna do everything on Facebook Live um, through Catholic the Catholic Duluth page. So Thursday evening we'll have the Mass of the Lord's Supper. That night normally we would wash feet. So um, the Vatican came out with directives on how to do this because we won't have congregations, so there will be no washing of the feet. Um, and then there's no procession or altar of repose. 
um, which are two unique things to that mass, um, but will still be a beautiful mass and, and celebrated well here. Um, and from your homes on Facebook Live, I've been encouraging people to maybe prepare a really nice meal that night um, in in celebration of of Holy Thursday. And then Good Friday, uh, 1 p.m., we'll do the um, veneration of the cross and uh, the Good Friday service. Remember that this is one continuous liturgy, right? So we begin Thursday, and it carries us all the way in to Saturday evening, so it's like one celebration. And so that leads us into the Good Friday service where we don't celebrate uh, the Eucharist, um, so we don't consecrate hosts. We don't. It's not a mass. There is communion normally distributed at it. Um, obviously, there won't be this year. And the veneration of the cross, I, I think it's only done by me, actually, not even the deacons. Okay. Um, and so uh, we'll do that on, on, on Good Friday. Um, and then we're going to start something on Good Friday as well, uh, Novena to Divine Mercy, which we'll talk about. And then Holy Saturday, um, the Vigil Mass, um, we'll still do. at That'll be at 8.30. Um, that's always the, the long one. Uh, usually a two-and-a-half, three-hour Mass this year. It won't be quite so long um, for a number of different reasons. One is that there's not the lighting of the fire. There is the blessing of the Easter candle, but there's not a fire and stuff. Um, we don't do any of the sacraments particularly baptism and confirmation. Um, we're still going to be doing the readings, um, and we'll have music, and, and it'll, yeah, it should be a really beautiful Mass. So uh, to step back to Good Friday, I would encourage people like to have a cross ready in your home to, to venerate the cross as an individual or as a family when the time comes during that service as you're watching from home. And then Saturday evening, I would encourage people, if you do, find a candle and light a candle at the different moments when we light candles. Um, just a way to kind of maybe participate in it even more, especially if you have kids. Um, and then Easter morning on 9 a.m., we'll have Easter morning Mass. Um, and so that'll be on Facebook Live as well. We're doing them all from the chapel, uh, the family chapel at St. Lawrence, the Adoration slash Family Chapel, otherwise formerly known as the Cry Room, which I don't like that word. <laughs> but um, uh, nonetheless, that's what I'm... Where we're doing it all, and the reason for that is just because it's a smaller space, so it's not echoey. So it's a it's an easy space for me to work in when I'm doing masses, and it'll be an easy space to do these in. And there's not so much going on, and uh, it'll just it's just an easier space, and it sounds better. Um, you get into the big church spaces at either place, and it's echoey, you know. And we just don't have we're not equipped to to really. Uh, do something, you know, good in terms of audiovisual in the big churches. So that's where we're going to do all of them. We've got Easter flowers coming. Um, we've got the palms. The palms were blessed on Sunday. Once the stay-at-home order is lifted, we'll, we'll uh, announce a plan to get palms out to people or how people can get their palms. Uh, but we do have Easter flowers coming as well. Um, so the church will be decorated for Easter and the Easter season. So, uh, you know, some people said, well, are you going to really order Easter flowers? Like, you're darn right. It's still Easter. You know, and the church stores are open. People are going to be coming in. <laughs> right? It should look like Easter. It should feel like Easter. We should do everything we possibly can to still, you know, celebrate the, the beauty of this. And one of those ways is to honor the Lord with uh, beauty and beauty of creation and flowers. And so flowers are coming. So if you've got your flower envelope, too, uh, Flowers cost money, so uh, people are always generous with flower donations, so um, those are always welcome.
Yeah. Um, one thing that I've always looked forward to during Holy Week is uh, growing up, we would go to one of our friend's houses on a Thursday night, and we would do the Seder meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we did that. I mean, every single year growing up, like, we'd still do it, you know, if it were uh, if it were not stay at home. And I, I think we're actually going to, like, everyone's trying to do it, like, over over Zoom this year. So, you know, still trying to, like, keep the tradition going. But that was always something that I loved growing up was coming together. And, you know, we had there was, like, some, like, a script. So everyone would have different parts. And we'd kind of go through um, basically, you know, the Passover. So that was that was a really cool a really cool thing growing up. Yeah, that's a good idea too. Um, I would say especially for families. Oh yeah, it was great. I you know um, I partook in a, a seder meal once at a family's house and with some other folks. Um, and you know the father of the house, the dad was at the head of the table and leading it, and it was one of the most beautiful experiences, uh, just of prayer and reflection on what what Jesus did at the Last Supper. Um, just a really, really moving and good experience, and to see a a dad lead his family in prayer and in remembrance of, you know, the history of salvation and all that that meal um, talks about. It's it's really an awesome experience, and I'm sure people could probably find it online. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, to find a script for it and what what you should do, and you know, adapt as you can because there's various foods and stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, because they're all symbolic of different points in salvation history. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, should we jump into the topic for today's episode? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, um, on Friday, I'm going to start um, leading us in the Novena to Divine Mercy. Um, and I think that it's, um, it's such an important, important thing to, to know about and to do. So a lot of you know the story of, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to talk too much about the actual Story of Divine Mercy and St. Faustina. If you don't know about it, Google it. Um, Google Divine Mercy and St. Faustina. Um, F-A-U-S-T-I-N-A. Um, she was a Polish nun who the Lord came to um, with a beautiful message. And it was a message of mercy and to act in mercy. Um, both to receive God's mercy and to act in it. One of the things about St. Faustina, you know, you know, we understand that, like the prophets of the Old Testament, right? And that God used spe- specific people to bring a specific message to the world or to God's people um, throughout the Old Testament. Um, God continues to work in that way. Like we can't re- forget that, that some of the saints are, are the modern day prophets in which the Lord is still coming and giving us specific messages for our time and in relationship to what Jesus did, uh, you know, this week, during Holy Week, when, when he, he did suffer and die for us. And so throughout history, God continues to bring forth prophets um, to speak to us. And, you know, as Catholics, we look to a number of the saints who had this prophetic gift or this uh, um, mysticism, right? A mystical gift to, to share a message that God wants to share with the world at this point in time. Faustina is one of those. And I could get... I could talk for, I feel like, hours talking about just how miraculous it is that what she received and how it all ended up playing out and where it is at today, this message of divine mercy. It's absolutely divine providence. Um, Because it started with, and this is usually how God works, right? With this little, simple nobody (laughs) 
you know, um, not really educated. She basically cleans the kitchen in in, in the convent, and uh, she, the Lord comes to her, and he starts to tell her to do these crazy things. Well, not crazy, but have a painting, you know, painted, um, go to this priest and talk to him about it, and then he tells her about the chaplet, have people start praying this. And then at one point he just says, I want a novena prayed prior to the Feast of Mercy, because he also tells her I want a Feast of Mercy to happen. And so um, it, it's, I share that because it's, it's important that we recognize that God continues to work and speak to our day and our times um, through prophets, and she's one of them um, in many ways. We call them saints now, but essentially that's what she is. So this is what she said. She lived between the, she, this, this all really happened between the two world wars, um, which I think is just a phenomenal thing. But first let's talk about, well, how can we participate in mercy? So in her diary, so she's got a diary, um, in paragraph 742, Jesus comes to her and says this. Jesus says to her, my daughter, if I demand through you that people revere my mercy, you should be the first to distinguish yourself by this confidence in my, in my mercy. I demand from you deeds of mercy, which are to arise out of love for me. You are to show mercy to your neighbors always and everywhere. You shall not shrink from the excuse me. You shall not shrink from this or try to excuse or absolve yourself from it. So Jesus is telling her, you know, I want to show mercy, but, but I need you to act in mercy, and we can all receive that message too, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you three ways of exercising mercy toward your neighbor. This is an important thing for us to remember if we're going to pray this novena and participate in God's great divine mercy. He says, the, so how do, we, how do we participate in it? I'm giving you three ways of exercising mercy toward your neighbor. The first, by deed. The second, by word. The third, by prayer. In these three degrees is contained the fullness of mercy, and it is an unquestionable proof of love for me. By this means, a soul glorifies and pays reverence to my mercy. Yes, now, now get this, he says this to her multiple times. Yes, the first Sunday after Easter is the Feast of Mercy. But there must also be acts of mercy. And I demand the worship of my mercy through the solemn celebration of the feast and through the veneration of the image which is painted. By means of this image, I shall grant many graces to souls. It is to be a reminder of the demands of my mercy, because even the strongest faith is of no avail without works. So it's Jesus speaking like, I want you to worship me in my mercy, but in that you have to act on it. And so he gives her, he gives her concrete things to do, right? Celebrate the Feast of Mercy. Venerate the image that's painted of him, right? And then to, to, to pray, to do deeds towards others, and to speak. To speak of his mercy and to speak mercy towards others. So such a beautiful and important and great thing. What Jesus tells her is that he also wants a novena to divine mercy. And the novena is to start on Good Friday and lead to the Feast of Mercy. And on each day, he tells her, I want you to offer prayers for specific sets of souls, if you will. Yeah. And so he comes to her and he says, he, he, he says this. So she says, um, Jesus, I trust in you. Novena to the divine mercy. And this is paragraph 1209. It begins paragraph 1209 in the, in the diary. 
Jesus, I trust in you, novena to the divine mercy, which Jesus instructed me to write down and make before the Feast of Mercy. It begins on Good Friday. And we're going to do this, okay? As a parish, I'll lead us through it, um, probably via online stuff. I desire that during these nine days you bring souls to the fountain of my mercy, that they may draw therefrom strength and refreshment and whatever grace they need in the hardships of life and especially at the hour of death. On each day you will bring to my heart a different group of souls and you will immerse them in this ocean of mercy and I will bring all these souls into the house of my Father. You will do this in this life and in the next. I will deny nothing to any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. On each day you will beg my Father on the strength of my bitter passion for graces for these souls. She says, so I answered, she says, Jesus, I do not know how to make this novena or which souls to bring first into your most compassionate heart. Jesus replied that he would tell me which souls to bring each day into his heart. And so a novena is set up um, towards Divine Mercy and the Feast of Divine Mercy, and it begins on Good Friday. People all over the world have been doing this for a long time now. Um, essentially, since she received this, um, Blessed Michael Sapochko is one of the people who began to, to lead people in the Divine Mercy um, novena. A novena is nine days of prayer, nine days of specific prayer with special intentions that lead to a feast day. And so on each day, she's given a group of souls to pray for. So let's just take a look at those. So on the first day, on Good Friday, um, it says, Today bring to me all mankind, especially all sinners. On the second day, today bring me the souls of priests and religious. On the third day, today bring me all devout and faithful souls. On the fourth day, bring me the pagans and those who do not yet know me. On the fifth day, Today bring to me the souls of heretics and schismatics. On the sixth day, today bring me the meek and humble souls and souls of little children. And then he tells her more about like about them and what to what, how to pray for them specifically. And then gives prayers. So we'll do these each day. Today bring to me the souls who especially venerate and glorify my mercy. That's the seventh day. On the eighth day, Bring, me, bring to me the souls who are in the prison of purgatory. And on the ninth day, today bring to me souls who have become lukewarm. Um, so each day there's a different group of souls that we bring before the Lord in his mercy. And, you know, uh, for me, there's, there's historic points in, in time. And when this started, World War II was about to start. You know, and yeah. Faustina didn't really realize how bad that was going to be. But you you read this and you think about the context because Jesus is warning her like, the end is near, <laughs> and I'm giving the world a chance. And he speaks this way in the diary a number of times to her. The end is near, and I'm giving the world a final chance to come to my my great mercy, and I will have mercy on anyone who comes to me in it. And he does this as, as World War II starts and we, we go through a century that's the most deadly century in the history of mankind. And now we live at this point where it's, it's unique and it's historic. 
and to turn to the divine mercy is an important thing right now, I think. <laughs> um, it continues to be a message for us. It's a message that Pope John Paul II brought to us, and it's something that, that we ought to do, is to really focus on this novena this year and pray it and enter into it and allow it to lead us to the Feast of Divine Mercy and, and bring souls to the Lord and pray for those souls. I was reading another part of the diary this morning and, you know, he just invites her. He's like, you just, you suffer and you bring souls to me. You know, basically don't worry about them. You just bring them to me. <laughs> you know, your prayers will, will, will work. My mercy works through your prayers. And so, um, I just want to encourage everybody to, to maybe go learn more about the novena. Um, we'll pray the chaplet each day at 3 o'clock with these specific prayers um, for each day. And um, it's, it's kind of as simple as that. So at 3 yeah. o'clock each day, um, starting Friday, um, together we'll, we'll do the novena to Divine Mercy, and you can bring your, your special intentions each day to those that you may know um, in these sort of groups of people. <laughs> Um, that Jesus invites uh, Faustina and us to, to do and to lead us to the Feast of Divine Mercy. So, so yeah, I just want to, uh, that's what I want to invite people to as we enter Holy Week and as we enter the Triduum and as we go into Easter to lean into this, especially into the merciful heart of Jesus, the Divine Mercy image, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy and this Novena to Divine Mercy. And, uh, in such a unique and historic time um, for the church and the world, because so. yeah. it it really is. I mean, I don't I don't know what the Lord's doing or how he's what he's up to or how he's working through all of this, but I just been thinking it's literally most of the world, the vast majority of the world is not going to be together to celebrate the Passover. For us, the 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 Triduum. That's a historic thing. That's a super unique thing. Um, I don't know that that I don't know that that's ever happened. Yeah. And history revolves around the Passover. You know, for for those that are Judeo-Christian people, it, history is based and and is always historic things have always been around the Passover. And it it just has me sitting back a little bit going. Wow, what are you doing, Lord? But I, got, I just gotta lean into it with with trust and 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 joy, <laughs> and and asking the Lord to to give me faith and hope and love in the midst of it, um, because it's it's gonna be a unique and historic thing. This is going in the history books. That <laughs> it's it's the first Passover where the God's faithful aren't gathered together to do it um, since the really the beginning in many ways. So. Go in the Old Testament, read the story of the Passover. Look at what Jesus does at the Last Supper. And then what they do from that point forward, you know. Um, and yeah, it started small, but it was still those who knew about it did it. And now the world knows about it. And we're not going to be coming together in it. <laughs> so let's lean into it and lean into his divine mercy because he, he, he wants to show us great mercy. And so let us ask for it. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, such a great, um, I mean, obviously the church knows what, what they're doing and God knows what, yeah. <laughs> you know, what he's doing with, um, 
bringing, um, you know, having the feast of divine mercy right after Easter, you know, because they go hand in hand. They do. They go absolutely hand in hand, and with no earth, with, with, with no Easter, there's no divine mercy. Yep, right. And Easter, Easter, Easter. The message of Easter is the message of divine mercy. They're yep. one and the same. You know, Blessed Michael Sapochko, as this was going on, and she's writing and experiencing these things. And after she dies, before this really gets out to the world, if you will, because it's it started to circulate in Poland and actually got squashed, and they were told not to do it anymore. He did a, a scholarly a full-on scholarly research on the history of divine mercy, of this idea of God's divine mercy. And he traces it back all the way to the church fathers and and sees that this is a message that has been consistent through and that what she received and what she writes about is very much, and it is, it's right in line with Catholic theology and what the divine mercy has always been there. But this is like a, a, a new revelation of it, if you will. Not It's not the right wording, but... Um, it's a message for our times. The other thing is, is the the divine providence behind it. So I began with that. We'll kind of end this conversation a little bit with that. Is that um, I do I believe that this is Jesus's message for the time, and it's um, it's right in line with the scriptures, um, but it's a special message for us today. Like because she's a prophet of today. Um, the way that this. Um, ended up getting circulated and really out to the whole world is ultimately John Paul II. Um, who would have ever thought a Polish pope, especially after such a, a, a strange century in Europe with World War II in particular, um, and this young Polish pope is elected. And what is what does he bring to the new millennium, to the, the third Christian millennium, to the this historic time? His main thing... Was, to, was the message of divine mercy. The first, he waited for the year 2000 in, in so many different ways, knowing that it was a historic moment in Christian history. Um, the first saint that he canonized in the year 2000, at the beginning of the third Christian millennium, was St. Faustina. For Pope John Paul II, he, he, he believed that this message of mercy was the, was the message of today. When does John Paul II die? When when does he go to heaven? His first day in heaven was on the Feast of Divine Mercy. He died on the eve of Divine Mercy. So Saturday evening going into the Feast of Divine Mercy. The the feast had begun because Saturday evening masses and evening prayer had been prayed. He died on the Feast of Divine Mercy. If that's not... It's poetic, if nothing else. But I believe it's also providential. I believe it's... And I've, I've believed this for a long time of that it's a sign to us that the message of divine mercy is the message of our day and we need to turn to it. We need to turn to it. Um, and so we're going <laughs> to... But it, it, go, and, go, and, go and research it and look at it. It's, 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 I think it's phenomenal the way in which... Uh, Faustina and the Divine Mercy image and everything that happened surrounding the life of John Paul II. I, I, I don't think we should ignore it, for yeah. sure. So I get, I get um, passionate and serious when it comes to this, I think. More and more so. 
And I, you know, I, I need to grow in it as well, and I know that, you know. Uh, I, I, I just, it's a deep conviction that God continues to move me toward and put in my heart, so. So we're going to lean into it this yeah. year. Yeah, and I mean, yes, I mean, such a great message for um, our time, but also kind of with everything that we're going through right now, um, I think for each one of us personally. And then, especially, you know, with Holy Week here and the the feast of divine mercy coming up it's just uh, it'll be yeah a, a good time to, to to focus on that i think then the novena will kind of help us yeah you know enter into that also so yeah. really excited for that i think it should be should be good for us yep so well uh thank you everyone for uh for joining us today uh hope you're all staying sane and doing well and we will talk to you next week may god bless you and may jesus christ be praised